Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, Papa, Papa, and Baby Make Three. We talk with Tyler Green, host of the podcast, This Is My Family. Plus, Biz is wistful. (laughs) And here's a check-in. It is after midnight, and I am at work because I make food, and I have dough that has to rise before I can put it in the fridge. And because my husband works, out of the home in our business all day, the only time I get to do my work is after the kids are in bed. Um, So here I am. And also we have a leak in our laundry room, and so we're going to have people in our home all week fixing it and no laundry machine. So that's how I'm doing, and I'm doing okay. And I'm not having a breakdown at this moment. Um, You are doing a great job. And everybody out there is also doing a great job getting through one day. And then the next day will come and you'll also get through that day. Bye. Oh, I love it when you guys say, yeah, I'm okay. Because we all, right, we're all aware that okay is code for total shit show. <laughs> You're doing such a good job. And also, I see you. I see you with the having to work after the kids go to bed. This is, that's when I edit. That is for years of this show in particular, of uh, Doing One Bed Mother. I did all the work at night uh, when my brain wasn't there. And so I get it. Or, or, you know, any of the stuff that we want to do, we wind up doing after the kids go to bed. And I get it. And, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand why, but I also don't like it. <laughs> like, so, also, ooh, leak in the, leak in the laundry room. I'm sorry. That, that's enough right there to not be okay. That's enough right there for a full-fledged breakdown. Uh, if it was me. So I think you're doing remarkable. You really, really are. I hope you're listening to good, fun stuff at midnight, favorite song, podcast, whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever you need. But I see you. You're amazing. Also amazing are all the people that I want to thank because this pandemic is still going and probably a ton of people that I will forget to thank But here we go. I just, as always, need to take some time to say thank you. And this week, once again, I am going to lead with vaccine givers. Thank you, vaccine givers. And it's not just the people poking you with the vaccine. It's the people who are checking you in, uh, helping you navigate. Like sometimes these things are set up like in parking lots or they're set up uh, in schools. And so you've got people sort of all along the way helping you get to where you're going. They speak multiple languages to help with people who don't speak English, which is just remarkable. And I I just want to say thank you. And I look forward to the day when you poke me. 
I really am. Uh, I want to thank all the people who were out there swabbing noses. That's not fun. I mean, you guys, when I'm getting swabbed, I'm like, is this the like weirdest job ever? And like, you're always like, oh no, it's totally great. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, you're swabbing my nose. And I just laughed right in your face because it tickles when I get swabbed. But thank you. Thank you for doing those tests and all the people who work in the labs verifying those tests. Excellent, excellent job. Healthcare workers, I'll always love you. You'll never be able to do anything that'll make me stop loving you. You are wonderful. Teachers, I love you. Retail, I love you. Grocery stores, all the people who are working in places that we have to go to to get stuff to get through a week or a month, thank you. And thank you, like people in the service industry. Restaurants are starting to open back up, as well as hotels, as well as all these things in which it's, oh, a fun summer job, or hey, I'm making a real career out of this, but none of those were ever supposed to be potentially life-threatening. And yet, thank you for bringing me a Coke. What am I saying? I don't go out to eat. I'll never leave my house again. But for those of you who do, you got to really make sure you are seeing those people who are working to serve you. And I'm actually going to give like a extra little shout out to all of you in the One Bad Mother private Facebook group, as well as all the subgroups, I, both the members and the moderators. You guys are doing such an amazing job of just being an example of making an effort to just be better at the really hard stuff. And I see you trying to do so with grace and kindness, like even, even when we step in it, you're just doing a great job. Thank you. How am I? Let me check in. I'm in one of those windows of not feeling seen. <laughs> I, no, no one knows what I do and I make this house so nice right like uh, and so with that with that comes the sadness or maybe the sadness triggered the unseenness but you know it's just that cycle it's that pandemic cycle but here's something new and fun that ripped open a new feeling I hadn't had or maybe I've had it and just it hadn't surfaced and that was that feeling of what I gave up when I had a family. And I don't like mean the performing or the like staying out late at night and being really cool. I mean, wandering. I was talking about this with my therapist. I really love change. And I used to wander a lot. I lived in lots of different places. I never signed a lease more than six months. I liked changing jobs. I mean, I liked it. That was not something that caused me anxiety. It actually sort of replenished me. <laughs> so it's like that old saying, all who wander are not lost. Not lost, not running, just wandering. And I haven't done that in so long. And I'm sad because I'm not sure I'm even brave enough to do it anymore. And uh, of course, with the pandemic, I can't do it anymore. And, you know, I understand why I am no longer wandering. And I, it's just one of those things, like we say on the show, I 
get to be two things at once. I am really happy that I did make the choices I made to have a family. I love my family. I would not have gotten through this pandemic without this family. But I also miss wandering. And I get to, I get to have feelings about both. And that's just, I guess, part of what it's like being part of a family, which I think ties in nicely today to what we're going to be talking about with Tyler Green of the podcast, This Is My Family. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are welcoming Tyler Green, who is a storyteller, producer, and connector who currently serves as the head of community for Pod People, a podcast production company, and staffing agency for audio professionals. No wonder you and Gabe know each other. Anyway, <laughs> he used to work in live events for NPR, WBEZ Chicago, and The Moth, and served as the house manager for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. We're going to have to later talk about personal life goals. Okay. On the side, Tyler works as a producer, storytelling coach, and story editor, as well as host his own podcast called This Is My Family, which is really what we want to get into with Tyler today. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. I love your energy. I'm like, I hit that two o'clock slump and now I'm back. It's good. Oh, good. I'm going to just raise you up and then <laughs> when this me is up. all when yes. this is all over i just cry for like an hour so oh, don't worry okay. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> before we get started yeah. i want to ask you what we ask all our guests which is who lives in your house so we just moved uh to a new house but oh. we, we didn't gain any people or lose any people i just feel like <laughs> that's significant to identify Good. for me sure. maybe only <laughs> My first single family home since I was a kid. So that Woo! is That's exciting. exciting. Yeah, it's huge. It's really that's huge. That's exciting. Yeah. Or, I mean, we're in the suburbs. So that's, you know, what do you got? That's do? its own thing. San Jose, too. there's all suburbs. Um, <laughs> but uh, the question is who's in my house? It is myself, obviously, then my husband, Ziwu, and our child, Sam. Let's talk about the show to start off with, because I think that's going to obviously lead us in to mm -hmm. all of the different things, like how did a kid wind up in your house? <laughs> how did you get your kid? A stork. Uh, no. <laughs> that's right. The podcast is This Is My Family. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about starting, like why, why, why'd you want to do it? Yeah. What led to it? Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this show. I like to talk to people in my closet, and it's did, one of my favorite great. things. So I'm <laughs> so happy to be here with you. But the podcast is called This Is My Family, as you said, and somewhere in the pandemic. So a theme of this conversation will be that Tyler cannot remember dates or numbers oh. very well. So I will say something that may not be true on that front. But That's near fine. the beginning of the pandemic, I realized that and I hadn't gotten this job at Pod People yet, and I was sort of running my own business and kind of had a couple clients. But I said to myself that I was kind of bored and I wanted to make something. And I had been uh, having conversations with a friend of mine who's like a theme park designer, and obviously she wasn't working. She was 
you know, talking to me and not <laughs> not doing much work out in the world <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic. And a long story short, we were like going to make a murder mystery party or something. And then I was like Zoom party or something. And I said, you know, I've been thinking about making a show so that I could, you know, host again. Um, I'd hosted a few things, you know, half a decade ago. And and I said, do you all just want to help me make that? And uh <laughs> Jackie is her name. She said yes. And then my friend Trisha, who's also a producer, said yes. And and basically we started developing this this show, which I didn't know what it was going to be. I wanted to have a show called <laughs> Performance Anxiety, where I interview artists about their anxiety. Oh, Cute good. title, right? Yeah, it's adorable. And my friend Trisha, who's amazing. I mean, she is one of those people that you sit in a room with her for like 15 minutes and she will just change your life, change your creative <laughs> idea, make it sing. <laughs> Make it marketable, the whole thing. And she said, well, the thing that's true for you that is that is unique to you is your family. And I said, I don't know if I want to do a podcast about my family every day. I mean, you put so many hours into this stuff. And eventually I gave in to her because I realized that our story is incredible. And also a jumping off point for discussing what family means to people. Because family means so many things chosen family you're we just we're working on an episode right now about recovery family and al-anon and aa and just the bonds that 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 make you and and it just became this really interesting and like fertile ground to play in because i i can talk about my story and then just sit here and have these like 90 minute conversations that are super vulnerable we cry every episode um (laughs) it's great and (laughs) Like, give something to people. And, you know, I'm still nervous and shaky around the idea of, like, having a, a, like, doing a podcast about my family. Sometimes I just want to do, like, a movie podcast where I talk about, like, shitty movies or something. Yeah, yeah. I I do a parenting podcast and I hate parenting. (laughs) Like, I hate all things parenting. So I totally understand. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, can we just talk about, like, supernatural? Like, do a minute by minute of a supernatural yeah, episode? Like, yeah. I would... I am... Anything 100 else. Per, yeah, <laughs> anything kidding. else. Yeah, <laughs> anything else than this nightmare. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but I, I get it. It would be fun sometimes to just do something else because I think when you are doing a podcast about family or, or parenting or, or anybody that you have relationships with, it is a, a tightrope that you really have to be mindful of as you're walking it you were saying the notion of family and Mm. exploring that and I think you said there's such a broad so many variations on what family can mean but I don't think we all come to that like Mm. right away Mm -hmm. I, I think that family is tied up in a lot of outdated sort of notions about a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and children. Yeah. And that is family. And strangely, they're always white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And anything that differs from that mm. is strange or weird or couldn't, couldn't be something I could relate to right. yep. when it comes to family. Mm. So can, can we start there? Can we yeah. talk a little bit about what family and means when you're thinking about it yeah I mean I think that another one of the reasons that I started this show was because you know I always I I have to with any creative project I have to have some sort of fire behind it or else Mm -hmm. I get very bored very quickly and by the way like funded this myself like 
And so like it, and it's not a small amount of money that I, that I've used because I, this show is, you know, it's high quality. We have a composer, we have multiple producers, like we wanted to make a really good show. And so for me, I think of some small moments where I've been in uh, doctor's offices and a nurse has said, where's mom today? Yeah. And, you know, and then you have to make <laughs> the phone call to the to the line, the, you know, whatever they call customer success representative or whatever the hell it means, <laughs> patient success representative and have this sometimes patient conversation and sometimes very impatient and not very kind conversation with yeah. people about assumptions that they make. And and at the same time. I also grew up in Southwest Michigan, and so I, which is in a very small town in, in Michigan now is super conservative, and at the time, you know, I think it probably was as well. And so I guess, you know, and I came out late, and so I can also understand and, and relate to people who are sort of having this experience of, of what, uh, you know, a traditional family yeah. might be, because that's what I saw. I didn't... Nothing else was sort of taught to me. But then when you start thinking about what family is, what is family, right? Because not everybody has a mom and dad. Some people have a grandpa or a grandma. Some people have none of those things. Some people have a single parent. Some people um, don't have kids at all. And yeah. some people have uh, left their family because it is not safe for them anymore. And they have a chosen family. Um, we talked to a lot of drag queens on my podcast. And thankfully, you know, Latrice Royale was our first. And I mean, you don't really need many more than that because she's one of the greatest in the world. And she opened her soul to me. Oh, and babies. It, it was just amazing. And she, you know, grew up in Compton, in a, in a very dangerous part of Compton, and told the story of how she, like, eventually was sort of forced out of the closet and had to leave and kind of found this new artistic family and then finds her way back to her original family and now is one of the biggest drag queens in the world married to a gentleman who was born in the Smoky Mountains who I just interviewed for season two. And so now I've got both of their stories. Their stories are important and their stories matter too. And family to me, if I'm going to define it, yeah, is... It's love. It's it's the relationships in our lives that give us something more than just the everyday. And I think that's the first time I've used that definition. And I'm not <laughs> really sure I know what it means now that it came right. out of my mouth. But or does any of that make sense? <laughs> no, I guess it does. I, I really like the idea of leading with the notion of family as being groups of people that you love and that love you yeah regardless of what that makeup is re regardless of there being you know uh familial ties or or any of that so i tell us about your family yeah um i just thought of something really quick oh, which then, is that then tell me which is that the uh beautiful we, we 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 talk about the beautiful messy connections that shape our lives that's mm -hmm. it's kind of the formal marketing speak, but like I love <laughs> that's that a good one. Beautiful messy is <laughs> yeah. is like so great, and that's another Trisha creation. Trisha Bobita hat tip to her. Um, and now I've forgotten your question. <laughs> that's okay. What was the I question don't know. again? Tell tell me about your My family. family. Okay. Tell me your beautiful messy connection. Back in 1984, <laughs> I was born. That's right. To a woman named Penny Sue and a man named Jimbo. That's not I don't care a lie, that much. <laughs> 
that is the truth. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I mean, my family story is crazy. And like, I would, you know, I don't know that that's the one full story for the show. But um, my husband and I uh, were married in 2015. And we've been together since January 8th, 2012. So we've been together for almost nine years, 10 years this upcoming year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And yeah. we had our baby Sam two years ago, um, almost two years ago. He'll be two in like a couple weeks. And we had him via surrogacy. My sister is our egg donor. My husband is our seed donor, sperm donor, seed donor. I don't know. Sperm donor. <laughs> um, like I can never be mature about the <laughs> word know, sperm. It's like ridiculous. Sperm is, You're a 36. How old am I? I don't even know how old I am. 36, I'm 7? I don't know. 36. 10 more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old adolescent That's from like amazing. the 80s. Right? <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, Best decade. Semen. Yes. Anyway. 80s or 90s, best decade. I don't know. But um, <laughs> anyway, we so that was that sort of the basic arrangement of, of, of the Sam. And uh, we needed somebody to carry Sam. Uh, my sister offered to, but I just sort of. I don't know. I just didn't really want that. And she's like a busy ER nurse. She's got five kids of her own. Like, I just sort of wanted somebody else to do that. So wow. she yeah. had a she's, she's she's good. She's yeah. She's <laughs> fertile and yeah. She's yeah. she's amazing. Um, and uh, so we, I'm trying to get my timeline here. We went. You, you to... don't have to worry about timelines on this show. <sighs> okay, we good. will imagine whatever you want us to imagine. Okay, we went to a conference called Men Having Babies. At some point, and it is called Men Having Babies. Yes, we can. That is the best name for a a conference. I would just want to go and like see what was at the booths. I would be like, so what's the bag that you get when you get there? And you get bags. You get lots of bags. There's like all kinds (laughs) of wares that they're selling. Um, and you basically go there to figure out, figure it out. First of all, so the first year we did it was just like whoa, and we. You know, you, you, you find the IVF clinic where you do the actual transfer of the embryo, well, making of the embryo and transfer of the embryo. And then you talk to surrogacy agencies for people who will carry your child. You talk to doctors. You talk to lawyers. You talk to anybody who will take your money. Yeah. And so that's what we did the first year. And I remember we met. Um, we didn't meet, but we watched one of these panels. And there were these two kids who were twins that were created using the same egg donor but two different sperm and they were like living breathing children they were four or five and i'd gone into that first conference being like i don't want to do this i'd rather adopt i i actually didn't even really want babies like my husband is from china and family is really crucial to to his way of seeing the world and so he was like we got into some you know not uh, some arguments but some hefty discussions about it because it's a big deal and yeah. I saw those kids and I was like wow if we have the opportunity and the privilege to create a biological child that my sister basically looks like me except she has long hair and 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 boobs sometimes yeah, I say boobs. well I'll they're big this gives a gigantic <laughs> boobs um <laughs> If you, Here we are. We're yeah. 12 years old again. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. um, she is going to kill me. But uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I I said, you know, like I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, I look like my sister. And if we can make that, that would be pretty awesome. And, you know, we so we did it. We, we said, OK, we're going to do this. And then like years later, we went back to men having babies and we found a surrogacy agency that we really liked in downtown Chicago where we once were. Now we're in California. Yeah. So we found the surrogate. Yes. Now mm-hmm. 
How was that? Is that like super normal and casual? She was or hiding like, in the alley and yeah, we just no, said, I'm, no, like, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like. Do you oh, like Drag that, Race? Good, we're in. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Um, no. That's right. So it's funny, actually. We um, so the head of the agency, you know, they send you these profiles, and you look at them, and you read them, and I said our only requirement, and this was, you know, at the height <laughs> of the Trump era, our only requirement, two requirements. One is that they not be a Trump supporter. Number one, and number two, they should be near a major airport. And so I think they send us the first one they sent us. The person was like five hours away from an airport. And I was like, you didn't listen. That's, uh, so that's then, not even. No, it was yeah. not even. It was like, would you like to drive five hours from the Boulder airport to pick up your child? No, no I would not like to mountaineer before uh-uh. <laughs> greeting my son. Um, and so the they sent us another one. I think it was the second one. And it was this person named Emily. And so we get on a, uh, it wasn't even Zoom, it was a Skype, I think. And it was just the most amazing conversation. I describe Emily and her husband, Dylan, as uh, a couple straight out of Friday Night Lights. They are, she is extremely sweet, young. She's had five babies of her own, two through surrogacy. Again, with numbers, I think that might actually be four, but she's had a lot of babies, very successful at that. Dylan is like a linebacker of a human. Oh my God. With the voice of an angel, and he's the <laughs> the the tenderness of an angel. It's yeah. crazy. I was like, I will take you anywhere because you will, you know, kick somebody's ass for me, and then yeah. figure out how to make it not illegal. Because you're yeah, just that's that what kind you of want. a person. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want. You need that. Um, yeah. So we met them, and they were beautiful and amazing. And 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 I remember asking like, why do you want to do this? And and she very quickly said, because I couldn't imagine having the uh, this. I couldn't imagine not being able to have my own children and I want to help you do that. And it was such a simple answer and like maybe a little schmaltzy of an answer now that I know how hard it is. But she, yeah, well, you know, I'm but, like, my jaded soul was yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but she's, I'm telling you, Friday Night Lights, like, and it's totally wow. genuine. It's like, she's sort of like, like her essence is a little like chicken soup for the soul kind of like, essence like and I read all the chicken soup for the soul when I was a kid I'm not ashamed um and anyway so we loved her and we said we you're hired and then there's a bunch of contracts and exchange of money and escrow where you put your money in and then they you know uh, lawyers and all that jazz so um and then like thank goodness for that conference yes (laughs) goodness for for the internet and for the conference I mean I I I wouldn't have known how to do and for us like honestly uh it was relatively easy again I use the word privilege before because it's very expensive process we've had uh, we've been very fortunate to be able to fund fund it but there are people who aren't or who can't or and there's I know there's like programs and things for people if they're listening to this and they're thinking that they're interested in that like there are ways to make it happen so I don't think you have to make cost a barrier if you want to do it this way but we, we were really lucky. And uh, I forgot I was about to say we were really lucky for another reason. Oh, yeah. We didn't have any complications like at all um, during the process. Like it was very um, it was very painless. And, and one of the art, uh, episodes of our podcast, I interviewed Shireen uh, Marisol Miraji from Code Switch. And she's been having some challenges with IVF and, you know, digging into that conversation. You know, we go into the waiting rooms and there are people there who are just really truly desperate to have a child and can't and we're walking yeah. in there you know running around with our ragtag crew and not having any issues and so i I'm, I'm always aware of that it's always in the back of my back of my mind as i talk about this yeah well i think that that ties into sort of that 
Look, we talk a lot on the show about women in particular when it comes to babies and bodies get a lot of it, yeah. you know, and yeah, or when are you having a baby? Mm. Well, you're not a family until mm. you have a baby. Mm. And then mm. once you have that baby, I'm going to ask you all sorts of invasive questions about do you like that it's a boy? Do you like that it's a girl? Do you want a boy and a girl? You Now you've got the set, yeah. right? Like all this yeah. Yeah. weird, really weird stuff. Yeah. And it's, I, I've never heard anybody say, you know what, I love getting asked that question because it doesn't churn up a lot of horrible feelings, in it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> right? And so I guess I, I guess I want to know, now that you've been doing the show for a while, mm-hmm. has there been any conversation that like, surprised you or are you like super great about knowing how every family works (laughs) well i'm not super great at that no but i am super intentional in our programming or attempts at programming our seasons we do like eight to ten episodes this is our second season we're doing ten first move to eight and so we're we're very conscious about race gender type of family and you know i'm sure we could even do better as the chips fall in season two we'll see you know, but but that's a part of my process always and everything that I do, just making sure that as many people as possible are brought into the room and have the opportunity, you know, again, I think I am a white man and I have, you know, I came from a small town and yes, I am gay, but I also present as just very sort of normal white guy. So I get a lot of things because of that yeah. and I'm very aware of that. So I like to use this show as an opportunity to kind of just expand the definition and so I'm not sure I'm struggling a little bit to think of if I was I I don't know that I've been confused or like caught off guard by somebody's um, approach but I I recently had a conversation with my pal Emily Modaff and they are like a mystic Reiki actor amazing person who they also uh, practice polyamory and so I was very curious about polyamory in theory sounds great and so I was sort of like I would like to know more about how that <laughs> this goes this is not ah. how that sounds for me yeah, I'm no, like, I was like, oh my I mean, maybe God. not great but intriguing and <laughs> right sure sure and so like <laughs> thankfully I know Emily well and so yeah. I was able to say to them like I need you to just break this down for me how yeah. does it go and then they told me everything and so uh, that was one that where I was like, okay, and I think our listeners will enjoy it, but it, you know, I think one of the challenges with the show, and I think this is this is actually kind of the the question, I think about this question a lot in terms of the challenge of the show, which is that I've had marketers tell me, or marketing people, or even oh. like big content people at big um, big companies, you know, if you want to make your show a thing, yeah, that that pays for itself, you should focus on queer families just for example for example right or you should make it all about your family and do a narrative show about all about your family or you should just focus on queer families and these are queer people who are smart who i like who are good people and they're probably not wrong in a marketing sense (laughs) because it's a little hard to talk about your show when you're trying to include everyone but yeah i am insistent on that because i think for me I, i mean i love my queer family and i think that if i could do a whole season of this show about drag queens and in fact, I've actually thought about changing the show to This Is My Drag Family because every conversation I have with a drag queen is is just unbelievably moving and powerful and humane. And there's still that question, that that like fire in me that I talked about before that's like, okay, but somebody's not hearing themselves in this probably. Yep. And so that just motivates me to try to find as many stories as possible so that the end of 
three, four, five seasons, however long we go with this thing, we have a beautiful poster of people that that look differently and have come from different places and have told us, you know, we've cried every time, but the story has been different each time. But then that's the thing is that the human emotion that crying is the same. So that's the beauty. That's kind of what we're searching for. Well, that's that's the the myth. The myth is that everybody's experiences are totally foreign. There's only sort of one way and this is how that's supposed to be. And what you discover if you're willing to ask questions or just listen Mm -hmm. is that there are so many emotional moments that we share despite how our community looks, right? Mm -hmm. Or or how we engage with the world, Mm -hmm. right? Like I always think in relation to parenting in particular, it amazes me that there is so much like parenting, like maliciousness, you know, out there when no one's getting sleep. Everybody has been like peed or pooped on like, You know, everybody's had the kid, like, no matter how you got that kid in your house. My son peed in my eye yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. almost oh. two. So yeah, it was intentional. There oh, was shit. intent. <laughs> there was intent. You know, I, we've gotten the calls where there's, like, the puke in the ear and, like, you can't move or, like, you accidentally <laughs> oh, sneeze into your child's mouth. I mean, like, <laughs> what I have learned... And like the almost oh, nine gross. years of doing this show <laughs> is that no one is unique uh-huh. in whatever, whether you think it's the worst thing you could ever have done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, somebody else has done it. Uh, Gosh, everybody's life walked advice. out. Oh my God. So many people <laughs> have walked out of their, out of the grocery store with a thing of milk in the bottom of the stroller. They didn't pay for it because they forgot to take <laughs> it out and ring it up. Right. Like, so I've done that. I th- yeah, who hasn't done this? So I feel like I feel like there is what's so nice about expanding that notion to families and to experiences and why we should have every voice we can find sharing it is that it expands people who don't have the opportunity for exposure to more than what their community is. Mm-hmm to see that there's normalcy and that there's something relatable to that and make it less, you know, scary or yeah. whatever because that just leads to garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just love too that like people, for example, some people listen to this conversation with Shireen that I talked about earlier and it's about IVF and the challenges with with having, having a baby that way for some folks. And, you know, I have people who come and, and write these emails to me and they're just so moved and and thankful that I created the space, that Shireen created the space. And and then those same people are giving me comments on, uh, you know, Latrice Royale, drag queen. Like, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, Sharon Salzberg, meditation teacher, talking about spiritual families. And, like, it's amazing to me. And it's the <laughs> thing that I said to those those, you know, people who know what they're talking about. I said, I know you know what you're talking about, but I'm going to do this other thing. And yeah. every mentor that I've ever had will would be if they're listening to this right now they'd be laughing hysterically because that's sort of what historically I've done. <laughs> You're done, yeah. Although now I'm kind of tired, so now I'm just sort of like, okay, fine, I'll do that. <laughs> sure, that's good. Thank you so much hmm. for coming on and uh, sharing not only your story but 
some of the experiences that have been shared with you through this podcast, yeah. This Is My Family. Again, I, everybody's heard me say it a million times, the more we can normalize things by talking about it more and more and more and more and more, mm. the less, ooh, it is. Yeah. I'm tired of, ooh, what? Yeah. I want more, yeah? Yeah. So? Yeah. <laughs> I want more of that. What'd you have for so lunch they, today? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you have for lunch? Salad. We're going to make sure mm-hmm. that we link everyone up to where they can listen to your podcast. Not yes. that we have to link it up. Everybody knows how to find a podcast now. But we will make sure that we include the link so yes. it's very easy for people to get to it, yeah. as well as anything else you think would be great for our listeners to know more about. Thank you so much. And I really... Uh, I'm sending my best to you and your family. Mm, thank you. I really appreciate this uh, chance to chat with you on a Friday afternoon in my closet. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. That what would Fridays be? Really? <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Sign me up. I'd like to be turned on to 11, everybody. Woo! Guys, I love this app so much. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people in immersive scenarios, so you feel like you are right there. What's nice is you've got options to set your preferences. So not every story is you adrift at sea with a large group of sailors. (laughs) There is no better self-care than self-care. Wink, wink. (laughs) So for listeners of One Bad Mother, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash badmother. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad mother dipsystories.com slash bad mother hey you know what it's time for this week's genius and fails this is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours you can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485 that's 206 206- Three five zero nine four eight five. Genius fail time, Teresa. Hello, hello. It's so nice to see you. You as well. I would like to request that you genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's Fucking genius. I can do that. I had my second pandemic birthday this past week. Yes, you did. Happy birthday to you. You say it's your birthday. It's it's not my birthday. It is your birthday. Yeah. And there's something... There's something that felt good about it being the second pandemic birthday. Like, 
the first pandemic birthday, we were just a few days into the pandemic. Yeah. Like days, like, yeah. like three days into the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And I remember very well how I felt that day. <laughs> how was it, that? Did you, was it it was pretty, <laughs> the, honestly, it was pretty numb. Yeah. Like, I, I just remember being like, I, I know it's my birthday and like people are being nice to me, but like. I don't feel anything right now, you know? Yeah. And except for, like, anxiety, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was ramped up. Happy birthday. Yeah. Here's a cake of anxiety. Right. And, I mean, I'm glad that I didn't even know what lay ahead for me (laughs) at that point. That would have been a different cake gift. That would have been a different type of thing. Yeah, like a brownie, um, not really but, a cake. Yeah, but so this week, I also, it was a big birthday. I turned 40. Woo! Yeah, and I I was happy on my birthday. I don't, I don't want to try to explain it. I don't need to have a reason, Mm-mm. but it was definitely different from last birthday and I definitely had a good day and, like, felt felt like myself having a birthday. And it was, it was great. I am so glad you deserved this birthday. Thank you. You've worked very hard. And yes. And this is a very good birthday. And I am so glad that... This is more than just two birthdays I've gotten to celebrate with you since mm-hmm. knowing you. Yeah. And 40, 40, lordy, lordy. Yeah. Lordy, lordy. Teresa's 40. That's what you say. <laughs> that is great. I have been in thoroughly enjoying my 40s. So welcome to, this was the birthday that, that I, think, I think I've shared that uh, my sister and I went to Spencer's Gifts. And mm-hmm. got a bunch of like over the hill presents, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the black jelly, the over the <laughs> hill, right? For my poor mother, because we didn't understand humor or anything, right? So, happy birthday! You were doing a good job, thank you. So, I've stopped watching Glee with Cat <laughs> because. Because like three episodes in, it was just it was too much. A lot of sexy, sexy, sex. And again, like oh. I said, we're all cool with sex. But like, I think there is a the the humor on mm-hmm. the show. There's a little cruelty to it. There's a little mm-hmm. darkness to it. Mm-hmm. There is, which of course I find hilarious. And so when I am laughing at the humor coming from pain or whatever, it, it's like. Yeah, a weird situation to then look over yeah. at my at tween, kid. yeah, and be like, "You don't really understand why I'm laughing." And also, God, you just you need some more foundation before you yeah. can get into this. So yeah, or at we- least like at least maybe they could enjoy it, but not with a parent. Like watch it with yeah. a peer, maybe, and yeah, sort yeah. that and out just together. Yeah, so. That's right. We'll work it that out together, guys. Don't work it out next to me. Yeah. Uh, or just like experience it differently. Yeah. Like instead of 
Instead like of hearing me. their mom laugh and think like, right. why? What's it's, funny? Yeah. It's funny that yeah. that girl has a red drink thrown in her face every right. episode. Right. Uh, because <laughs> right. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it's no fun because it's lots of speeches by me. So you know, last night uh, <laughs> we sat down, pulled up the TV again to find something to watch together. And... Kat says, uh, what is that? And pointing to America's Funniest Home Videos. And that's a perfect show. We watched, it's like YouTube before there was YouTube, you yeah. know? I thoroughly enjoy, with just the utmost delight, people getting like nailed in the groin area. Right? Trying to be funny, trying to be cool, whatever. I enjoy cats being scared of cucumbers. Mm -hmm. I enjoy dogs attacking boxes. Yeah. And of course, cat loved it. Good. Loved it. Ta da. Hi, I'm calling in the junior. Uh, my name is Michelle. And uh, I am sitting at a quiet dinner table by myself, eating dinner, uh, nice and hot dinner. My toddler has locked himself in his room screaming he doesn't want dinner, and that's fine. Um, my husband is taking care of that, so I'm just going to enjoy a nice, quiet meal. Oh, there we are. Well, it was a genius. Um, thank you. Bye. Oh, yeah. And look how fast. Look how fast it happened. Well, we don't necessarily yeah. know. We don't know what happened on the other end of the O. But I yeah. will say... What happened fast? I should actually say that what happened so fast was you making the decision, yeah. trying something different. Let's remember yeah. last year's theme was let's try something different. Mm -hmm. Instead of just trying to like wait or make it better or absorb that energy, you just sat down and had your meal. Yeah. No one's going to therapy over that no. in the future. God, I has a great job. And when when you have babies and toddlers yeah. in your house, sometimes just somebody needs to eat. Yeah, so, somebody needs to eat. You know, like sometimes it's just like acceptance. Like, yeah. I, why I'll not just eat? And then if by the time you're done with your hot meal, your toddler still isn't feeling yeah. better, you can trade with your partner and yeah. they can eat. They can eat. Yeah. They can nuke that. But you don't have to be the one waiting for the second no. round. You get no. to be the first. Yeah. You're hungry. Right? You're hungry. You're going to need that strength. Yep. You got to feed it. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Me too. And I hope it was fucking delicious. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, so <laughs> we are now on week two of me not acknowledging the existence of this most recent learning kit Good for job. Oscar's remote schooling. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> if you didn't listen to last week's show, I just did not pick it up. I knew it was happening, but I just wanted to believe I didn't need to deal with it and that mm. it would sort itself out somehow. <laughs> Did you? Um, so, yes. You Did have a question. You, since last week, have you like been to the school for other th reasons? 
Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted so, to make sure. It didn't hop in the car? No. I mean, I, I don't know why, like, our personal concierge at, <laughs> at the charter school hasn't, you know, yeah, chased us down with, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Your packet. Point being, <laughs> yes, so Oscar is going back to in-person school two mornings a week. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to believe that somehow the school would manage to give him the learning kit while he was there. Yeah. I didn't ask anyone about that. No. I didn't even request help no. with that. I just no. hoped, hoped it would happen. And of yeah. course it didn't. No. And then I've just continued to do nothing to the point where I got an email from his teacher today which yeah. is like, it's like the, fi- it, I feel like it's like the final sign of the, of the, the yeah. depth of this fail is that now I've made the teacher have to do extra oh, yeah. work because oh. of me yeah. not doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Saying, I noticed you haven't picked up the most recent learning <laughs> kit. Oscar's going to need these, <laughs> these worksheets. I'm attaching them so you can print oh, them. Hey, look. Eh. It did work itself out you did not have to pick them up you know by the way you should not be rewarded for that i won't be rewarded (laughs) i it won't be rewarded i have i i also i there's no indication in that email that what she was attaching was everything in the learning kit and that Mm. i no longer need the learning kit i'm sure i need the learning kit there's like workbooks like whole workbooks in there and stuff other stuff probably money Probably money, probably drugs, a free pass to college. <laughs> like, I mean, like a coupon. Marijuana gummies. Marijuana gummies. Those are probably in there. Just a lot of case. things you might want, but yeah. you, you know, they expire. Milk. There's probably a jar of milk in there that you Cigarettes. should have gotten. Cigarettes. Why are, why are all the things on your list? Beer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of funny stuff like, to be in a learning uh, kit for a first right. grader. Let's write a one-way ticket to Hawaii for one adult mother. (laughs) (laughs) A new puppy. Oh, I bet it's a puppy. It might be a puppy. That should have been picked up right away, Teresa. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you're not supposed to just leave puppies waiting. can't just leave a puppy. Um, Yeah, so, Wow. Yeah, but and I still I'm having the same reaction to that email from her. Like I don't even want to print the print attachments, and I, I believe me, I know I'm being an asshole right now. Yeah, like I, I really like his teacher; she's doing a good job. I appreciate everything teachers are doing. I'm just at that level of yeah. burnout where I'm like looking at it. I'm like, you know, I'm looking at it on my phone, and I'm thinking, yeah. okay, gotta remember to go to my computer, log in on my computer. Yeah. Print out the things. Make sure the computer's connected to the printer and the print, yeah. whatever. Just yeah. all that, and then figuring out what he needs for it. I, I just, it's you don't burnout. Want to do it. I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah, I just wah, want to wah, skip wah. to next year. Yeah, skippies, skippies. Yeah. No, and I, I also, by the way, <laughs> don't ever want to support my kids' education. <laughs> You going were, forward, like you weren't like I even post pandemic. <laughs> like I'm done. I don't want to do homework with them. I'm so cooked, you guys. Oh God! I look. Here's two things. One, I appreciate you seeing this experiment through. 
<laughs> because I, that is probably helpful to many of us. Uh-huh. Uh, and two, I really get it. Like, there are so many dumb things like that because that's dumb. I mean, you know, yes, go fucking print it out, Teresa. Wah, yeah. wah, wah, right? Yeah. But, like, I there's, like, so many of those things where I'm like, yeah. It's just too many. I, That's I just one of like 20 today. Don't yeah. ever want to unlock the garage again. I don't yeah. know why it angers me. I don't yeah. know why I find that to be too much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't ever want to do it again. Right? Like there's just, you know, like I, I get it. So, well, <sighs> despite understanding, you are doing horrible job. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So. Oh, you're yes. welcome. You're, you're very welcome, Teresa. Okay. It's a classic, and I wish I'd had my phone near me to take a picture. But I'm going to make my coffee, my espresso, my cappuccino. And I take my beans, and I'm going to pour them in my grinder. And I don't. I pour, the, I pour them in the frother, my little milk frother, like, pitcher. I just fill it up. And I don't even recognize it. Like, and by the way, yes, I am absolutely talking to kids at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at it and I was like, huh, hey. Stefan walked in and I was like, looky, looky, looky what I did. And he yeah. was like, oh, yeah. you did that. And I was like, I did. It's not, I didn't pour a liquid into the grinder. This is a big deal. That's better. I did not. Yeah. Pour milk directly, like, into the espresso machine. This is good. This yeah. time it was a solid yeah. uh, into a place that holds liquid. Right. But I just was like, look at that. Look at this thing that I will forever be bad at because I'm a little broken. Just a little <laughs> broken. Now and forever. So so that, it's simple. It's small. Yeah. It's no glee. But it's, Yeah. It's a reminder. It's a reminder that I'm not ever going to be okay. Yeah. That's it. You're right. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thanks You're for putting welcome. that into words. Anytime. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> this is a fail. <laughs> I needed to pick up a packet from my second grader's school because he's remote. And so they do these like every couple of weeks. Y'all, I'm not wearing real shoes. I'm wearing very clearly not <laughs> not outside shoes, and they definitely noticed. <laughs> oh, I'm having trouble being a human. Y'all are doing a great job. Bye. <laughs> I got it. I got to tell you, my fear of showing up to like school or someplace. Without shoes at all. Yeah. This is a dream I have all the time, that I am just barefoot. Totally. It is like that after this pandemic is very real. And I totally see the showing up just in the shoes, like the not shoes. Yeah. Though I have to ask, what were the shoes? I know. What were so, because I'm like, is it a flip-flop? It can't be a flip-flop unless it's like snowing. And then you're like, well, that's weird. Is it like a little sexy kitten heel, right? Like, you know, a little furry, like on the top. Like you're just like, well, it was just in my boudoir in my kitten heels. 
And then I, I needed to go pick them up. Is it like, I don't know. I don't know what other shoes it could be, but I'm House thrilled. slippers. House what? slippers. House slippers. It's very relaxed in California. You know, people can kind of get away with house slippers. But That's maybe, true. Maybe That's they were true. like yeah. big furry like claws or like it had like a pup, like a monster slippers or like yeah. puppy, There's kitty face. There's all kinds of embarrassing slippers that you could have. Oh, my God. What if they're like those novelty slippers that have a bosom on the end? <laughs> oh, no. So it's just like two bosom slippers. I mean, I don't know if they actually make those. I got to imagine they do. But like bosom slippers, that, that would be an excellent thing to go pick up your kid's packet with. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, you're doing a horrible job just remembering how to leave the house. Yep. And be in front of people. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. Well, and by the way, they were all talking about you forever. <laughs> so I, I hope you can't sleep. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Billy. Self-care and routine are more important than ever. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Okay, meet Billy, you guys. For the days when you want an extra smooth shave, I personally have really sensitive skin. It's been really hard to find a razor that doesn't irritate my skin. But Billy is a really, really nice razor, you guys. It's no surprise that this razor has won awards. So you can go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. It includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. Go to mybilly.com mother to show them where you heard about it while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. So go to mybilly.com mother. That's spelled my. B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash mother. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man, and jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click. 
It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback is three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Well, it's that time again. I'm going to put on my sexy radio voice so that we can snuggle close in our minds with Teresa and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is a mom having a breakdown. So I graduated last May with my mechanical engineering degree. I had an internship that I lost because of COVID and I didn't get to have my graduation because of COVID. And, like, I spent, so like, weeks of my life pumping for my children in my parking lot. And I was pregnant and gave birth to two kids while going to school. And it all culminated into nothing because I wasn't able to graduate properly. And now I'm just casually looking for a job since then because, you know, I don't want to send my kids to daycare right now and I don't want to have to and I'm fortunate enough that my husband makes enough money that I don't have to right now and just now my husband came out and he was talking about all this stuff and about how much he's doing and uh, uh, my daughter who's four she's she's just four she goes yeah daddy's an engineer and he goes well mommy's an engineer too and she goes no Mommy's just mommy. She's not a real engineer. She's just a pretend one. And that's what I feel like. And I hate it. And I know she's just poor. I just, I just, you know, I just really want to be a real engineer. And I want to be, like, have a real job and not have to deal with the kids all the time. And this just sucks really bad right now. And I'm really sorry. Y'all are all doing a great job. And thank you so much for your show. And the community you felt. Because it's just really hard sometimes. It is really hard sometimes. And you are doing a, a truly remarkable job. I I just... like I, uh, I think... Having, like, really young kids in your house, I remember, and still, would have these, like, feelings of, like, not not being a whole person, right? Like, I'm not the person I was. I'm, now I'm just mom, right? Now I'm just mama. And, you know, I mean, half of the point of the show was to try and sort through those those feelings of not feeling like a self and what you've done, just the fact that you went to and finished school while having, giving birth to two, while being pregnant, giving birth to two children, okay? Breastfeeding, pumping. That's more than most of the students in that school. Not only did you deserve a graduation, you deserved like a special honors. 
You deserve to walk across that stage by your fucking self and get a standing goddamn ovation. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's that's taken the whole notion of, you know, the old saying, not only did I do it as a woman, I did it in heels backwards. Right. This is. This is what you did. You did that. Yes. I am stunned and in awe. And I I just think you are so remarkable. You so are. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so so false that you don't get to experience that sense of accomplishment, which is a valid feeling that you're having because... This pandemic means you don't get to have these tangible experiences that allow you to have have that sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But it's so false. Like yeah. you, I know. you did all the things and more. Talk about not like, I think there's this, the feeling experience of not feeling seen. Like I just spent all day in therapy talking about this mm-hmm. sensation and like, it's not, it can be as small as the like, God damn it, I am cooking food every fucking night for this family. <laughs> when did I sign up to do that? To the great unseeing of what you have accomplished. And then, and then to be seen by your daughter as, quote, just a mommy, which I mean, no, come on, guys, that's. That's so, like, that is an onion that is just full of peels, okay? Mm -hmm. That is so many layers. Not only does it, of course, make you feel like that thing you worked so hard for is completely invalid. It makes you feel like all that work, all that fucking pumping in the car and doing this while pregnant and doing this. Well, I guarantee you had no sleep during any of this either. All of it, all of it, it feels, and of course your four-year-old's not being dismissive of you, but it doesn't mean that you're feeling probably not just, I mean, my kids have said stuff to me where I'm like, ouch. And they had no idea the effects it was having. And then I would have been like, my you know, feminist background, women's studies minor would have like come rearing up. And I'd be like, honey, not only am I a mom, which is an important, hard, fucking time consuming, emotionally consuming, mental consuming job that no one recognizes. I also am this person who had this passion and want to be out in the world walking through it with this job, with this title, right? This is important to me. Yeah. And, you know, when that feels like it's being unseen, it's just so unfair. Yeah. It really is unfair. It really is. And I I just think you are doing such a good job. I just wish we could give you a graduation. I, honest to God, Wish I could. I'm going to stand right now. I am, st- I am applauding you. Everybody, everybody listening needs to join me in applauding the ridiculously difficult accomplishments of you. Do you understand? We are all celebrating you right now 
You are doing a remarkable job. Teresa, should I sing happy birthday in Swedish? That's about all I can fake it till I make it after that. That was plenty. It was plenty. And yeah. there's like a whole thing at the end where it's like, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. All right. And you have to do the hurrah with the accent too. Sorry, Marika. My sister-in-law is probably listening like, what? <laughs> but I tried my best. Happy birthday. You're doing a great job as always. It is a pleasure to see you and makes me feel grounded for at least an hour. <laughs> Just to be Thank honest. Thank you, Biz. Being honest. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And it was great to see you today. And I will see you next week. Yeah, let's do this again next week. Let's do it. I think that'd be really fun. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. What did we learn today? everyone. Well, (laughs) we learned that family comes in many shapes and sizes, which is already limiting by just saying shapes and sizes, isn't it? Family means a lot of different things to different people, but at its core, it is about loving and being loved. And I hope that when we start taking the pressure off of what family looks like or how it's supposed to be defined, that we will begin to really feel, you know, that we can celebrate who we claim to be our family and not feel bad if it doesn't, you know, if it isn't with the people we were born with or, or if it isn't, you know, I don't know. I just, let's take that pressure off of us too. Guys, we have enough pressures on us about being good parents or walking through the world a certain whatever, okay? We all know kids wind up in our houses uh, in lots of different ways. We all know that families are made up in a lot of different ways. Sometimes they include kids. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes there is one parent. Sometimes there are two. Sometimes they are of different sex. And I know we have trans families as well as just another example of uh, what a family can be made up of. And I really loved the selected family. I have many selected families, like families that are from the sketch community, my old camp theater. I just, and one bed mother, come on guys. We are family. I got all my sisters and me and, and brothers. Guys, I love you and you're doing a good job. And I have got a request, if you will humor me. The Max Fun Drive is coming. Not tomorrow, down the road. <laughs> but it's going to come again. And this year, Max Fun and One Bed Mother are hoping to get a few voicemails or emails from members uh, sharing what the show has meant to you. So if that's something you can do as a way to support the show, as a way to support us during the drive, please email, text, or send an audio message to memberstories at maximumfun.org 
or call and leave a message at 323-601-8719. And we may be able to use your thoughts in an upcoming episode or during the drive. And we would really appreciate it. We'll link everybody up to where they can do that in the show notes as well. And now everybody, let me leave you a little message. You guys are doing an amazing job. The end. I, I, I don't, we don't have to expound on that this week. There is so much going on, hovering about on top of the pandemic, on top of our normal, God, this is all hard and nobody gives a shit uh, status. And I think what we need to do is step back and remember that we are doing a good job. You are and I see you and I think that's the real key we all just want to be seen whether it's for small efforts in our house or whether it's feeling heard when it comes to the experiences we're having walking through the world so let's go out and see each other and listen to each other and I will Talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.